You ready? Yes, we're ready. We alive. Hey. Did you hear that? Hey. That didn't sound like a hey. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to be here today. I got to be honest with you. Even though I'm here in her place. So like she really just didn't want me to come over <laughs> to do this today. I didn't want anything. Not you to come over, not to do this, not to put on this daggone makeup, not to get dressed, not even to shower this morning, actually. We gotta postpone this till yeah, tomorrow. It's okay. We're here, we're doing it. Um, I actually, despite all of that, I am really passionate about this topic that we have. As today. you should be. Um, guys, look at, look at my nose. Stop. Don't look. Don't look. Ah! <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm actually really excited about this topic. Um, so I'm going to snap myself into, we're here, we're doing it. We're here, we're doing it. Um, okay. So y'all ain't getting a weekly recap? Oh, yes, guys. No weekly recap, y'all. Sorry. This week Um, has been a little intense. Very intense. Yes. But that's actually not the reason we're not doing a weekly, uh, recap. It helps us to not. Well, it helps me not to go through that. But the real reason we're not doing a weekly recap is because of the topic. So we wanted to save y'all some listening ears. Yes, there's a lot. So let's get right into it. So this week, as you know from the title, we are talking about pleasure. So the thing is, we've had a sex talk. We've had multiple sex talks, actually. We get a little frisky. A lot on the channel. <laughs> But, excuse me, sex is not a really, like, one-dimensional, easy topic to cover. Like, there are layers to this shit. And so, today, I wanted to take the lens of pleasure. Let's talk about pleasure. And, of course, with that, I have to talk about my intent. I have to get into a little intro um, before we jump into the real juicy bits. Um, So, let's start with... You want me to hold it? No, I can hold a few. Let's start with pleasure is political, but it shouldn't be. It is a part of our lives, from eating a ripe, juicy strawberry to sinking into satin sheets at the end of a long day, to a long heart-to-heart hug with loved ones, to a whiff of lavender in passing, to sexual arousal. It is a part of being a sensory being. Mm. Okay, but the intent of this is because misogynist, racist, sexist, and patriarchal ideals create a society that has made it so there are, continues to be inaccuracies and myths and stereotypes used as a way to control female-bodied people, black bodies, queer bodies, to this day. Whether it's dumb shit like the myth of virginity and the hymen, which we did talk about briefly before, um, or demonizing queer BIPOC female pleasure, or improper sex ed, in which only about, I think it's like 14 or 18 states, are legally supposed to give you proper sex ed. Factual sex ed. That's all. Yeah, but they, they don't. They're not mandatory to give sex ed. Mm. If they choose to give sex ed, it has to be factual. Only eighteen states. That's insane. Out of fifty states. That's disgusting. And those between the ones that have to be factual, they're not mandatory to even give sex ed. So. 
These types of oppressions makes it near impossible to have full bodily autonomy, which is to say the right to make informed decisions over one's life and future. It is about being empowered to make informed choices. And so it's docu-series like Pleasure, which gave me this idea. It's conversations by sex experts like Shamboudram. Like it's this conversation right here that allows for information accurate information to get out to the public it allows for people who don't have sex talks with family or in school to get accurate information and all like everyone knows that knowing the proper information having education allows you to make educated decisions Mm -hmm. it allows you to show up in the world as your best self because you know more and it's the correct accurate stuff um and so you're the addition the plus is that you're hearing it from two female-bodied, queer woman, woman of color. And so our perspective is extra. Um, And not a perspective you might be getting. uh, Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of intersectionalities happening here. So I think it's really important to have these conversations. And so that's the whole intent in the intro to this. I want to start off with the question, what does pleasure mean to you? Ooh, what does pleasure mean to me? Pleasure to me means... Do I have to give you, like, an exact example? Or, like, can I just say overall? Like, pleasure to me, I think, is just that feeling of, like, joy. Of, like, Mm -hmm. ah. Like, would that be a dopamine rush? I think that's a dopamine rush. I think pleasure is connected to dopamine and oxytocin. Yeah, so I think just getting that, like, rush of, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think pleasure is whatever... Excuse me. Whatever tickles my senses... And I use the I word like tickle word. from you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Tickle. Like, whatever makes my senses just go, ooh. And, mm-hmm. yeah, most of us are five sensory individuals. Most of us. Yeah, some of us are multi-sensory. Anyways, most of us are five sensory individuals. So we have <laughs> our touch, our taste, <laughs> our hearing, our sight, and our feeling. And so any one of those that just get this delicious feeling, I consider that pleasure. So like I said, whether it's like, the feeling of like satin on your skin that's pleasurable the feeling of sinking your teeth into a ripe fruit that's pleasurable um your lover holding you that's pleasurable like i think those things are that's what pleasure means to me my next question is and i want you guys to actually think of these questions for yourself so pen and paper girls Y'all know the Girls, deal. Girls, gays, guys, and everyone in between. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, yes. Pen and paper. Oh, yeah. Grab your snacks, guys. Oh, my goodness. I'm everywhere. Um, my next question is, what if you could embrace your desires without fear? How would the rest of your life be different? Ooh. Okay, repeat that one more time. If I can embrace all my desires without fear? Yeah. How would the rest of your how life be different? How would the rest of my life be different? Yes. Girl, I would be living freely, tickled all around, and just doing things that, like, give me that ooh-ah without the fear. Like, just mm. living free. I came across this TikTok video this morning, too, about it. Mm. So you got to have the coverage to just, like, live and be free and mm. just put whatever it is that makes you happy and joyful out there. And just do it. Yeah. Without the fear. Yeah. I think I speak for everyone that if we could embrace our desires without free- fear, we'd live authentically we'd live honestly vulnerably we'd live true to our our highest self we'd live we'd live true to 
our highest good and the collective highest good. Mm. And I think the rest of life would be different in a way that it's more vibrant. It's more beautiful. It's more unique. Um, people showing up as their authentic self means that they feel fulfilled. So they're they're more able to serve others. Um, so I feel like it'd look like a world that's just like uh, vibrating so high and <laughs> everyone is joyous. That sounds delicious. Right? Like a utopia practically in a different Ugh. way. Have you guys, have you ever heard of the new earth? No. We're not oh, you guys send me down over now. No, yeah, another rabbit hole. Um, okay. How did, I think we did talk about this before, um, briefly, but let's do it again. How did you learn about sex? How did I learn about sex? Mm-hmm. Ooh. How did, so I actually was in the bedroom when my parents was having intercourse <laughs> one day. <laughs> That'll do it. So that's what I learned that was, was, and then I think being a little girl playing with Barbie dolls, I remember like Barbie and Ken would always just hook up. Yeah. Or even, like the little brat dolls and they were creating the little babies. Oh yeah. They did have Barbies that got pregnant. And the babies and all that afterwards. So then I started, you know, once you get the house, you just start having them bang i can't remember like if where i seen the action of the the rubbing and yeah. stuff. yeah so like i don't remember that action but i remember that whole thing is where it started from and yeah yes. well i mean i think i remember a period where i got i was feeling on myself as a little kid because yeah. i think you get curious at a certain you age do, yeah and my mom was like stop mm. and then that's when i was like oh unfortunately that's how a lot of young people start to learn about their body it's this curious and it's never about sex adults sometimes don't understand that it's not about sex when you see a kid like rubbing themselves on the mm-hmm. corner of the fucking couch <laughs> or a shayla <laughs> oh i shouldn't say your name okay someone i know <laughs> would sometimes like rub themselves on you like if they're sitting on your lap or something <laughs> you're like oh like get the hell what are you doing <laughs> like oh this is a sexual act they're like oh this feels good yeah so kids in their natural way of being which is how we all should be is when something feels good you continue to do it Mm -hmm. without guilt guilt or shame which is what we have now is most of us a lot of mm, some of us i think majority of us i don't want to speak for everyone okay we can't so i'm assuming people who you know have harsh like religious teaching or just parents who had a lot of guilt and shame around sex themselves yeah passed on for sure and shame (laughs) so instead of being in our childlike energy being like oh this feels good i'm gonna do it we're like this feels good i'm gonna hide it and when i do do it i'm gonna feel so guilty and disgusting (laughs) so i feel like a lot of kids learn about it through like their parents being like don't do that bad yeah and then i think that just makes you a little sneaky link yeah it just makes or, you but i think it also hides doesn't even let you explore your pleasure anymore yeah. you it's kind of yeah. you cut, cut off at completely yeah. you're just like i shouldn't feel this anymore exactly mm. um how was your sex ed in school did you have sex ed in school i think i had it vaguely like i think i remember them bringing in like that plastic like clitoris like what the vagina looks like i didn't get that and then we got i think when i went to high school that's when like condoms was a thing and they were just Mm -hmm. always promoting condoms and use Mm -hmm. a condom and then they had like how to put a condom on yeah um but i really can't even remember like if i had a video of the birds and the bees like i know damn well i get no conversation from nobody from your parents you didn't no none of my parents said anything um besides you're going on birth control 
that was it. Really? They um, said it to you? My mom was like, oh. you're going on birth control. Wow. So, yeah. Did you get sex on in school? I did, yes. I, um, so, I learned about, what, I'm trying to think, what was my earliest moment of sex? I think it was that story that I told about the playing house. Yeah. Or the bathroom thing came first. I think it was one of those. Okay. But I'm sure before that, something peaked. That's what I'm trying to say. Something, like, triggered it. Yeah. Because, like, how do... Maybe, like, a sex scene where, like, the parents are, like, close your eyes. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to remember because I feel like that may have been it. But I know the girls that were coming over, it was all of us who wanted to... Like, we all was hip to Mm. how these two Barbies were going down. (laughs) My brats was all up in it. Feel me? All the time. Every time I played. (laughs) My Sims. Woo! Them boys. I remember Sims too. Because they would do it. And I remember we would go. And we would play. And we would hide. On the computer screen. So nobody see Mm -hmm. when they got the dirty. Yeah. So I. Yeah. There's that. But sex ed. I. Actually. I feel like my school did pretty good. With sex ed. We. Started it. I read. I think in fifth grade. I think we started sex ed in fifth grade. Damn. There were a lot of awkward moments, but we had really responsible teachers. Um, I don't remember anything jarring. Like, I don't remember them saying anything, like, out of pocket or anything like that. I think one of the worst memories, though, was learning to put a condom on a wooden fucking stick. And I'm pretty sure my class, I had a crush in it. And I think that's why I felt extra uncomfortable. Um... But yeah, I we learned sex ed. I don't really remember too much about it to say how accurate it was. Yeah. But I don't remember anything that's like, mm. so. I guess they did an okay job. Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I'm pretty good, you know? <laughs> Look at us now. Like, I yeah. guess we learned something. Something. <laughs> um, I wanted to get into the male and female anatomy. But first, I wanted to know, do you know, like, do you know your female anatomy? Do you know? Hey, don't look. Do you know your your stuff down there? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> okay, do you know what it, the whole system is called? No, I don't think so. Take a guess. Um, I know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Say shit, say shit. I was like, I know we got, okay, we got the fallopian tubes, we got the clitoris, the clitoris, um, the hole to pee, and then our butthole. What is the whole system called? The female reproduction system? No. <laughs> so the whole shebang down there for a woman is called the vulva. Oh, I knew that word. So we were trained, most of us were trained to call it the vagina. But in order to call it the vagina, you're only looking at it from the reproductive system. Which is unfair to everything else that it does. Which is, of course, the female pleasure. Which, yeah. of course, has been gatekept for as long as we know. Actually... The first person to map the clitoris inside and out was in 2005. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Shout out to that woman. Shout out to that woman. I'm glad it was I a woman. I can't remember her name. Who did I'm that? glad it's a woman too. But also like... 2005. Yeah. And it's only 2022. Mm-hmm. Let that sit in. Yeah. Um, but let's get right into it, shall we? First, I think it's really important to note, especially because of... Was it one or two podcasts ago? Maybe three? I think three. Three podcasts ago where we talked about, like, fashion with, like, gender inclusivity and all of that. I think just off of that, it's really important to note that everything is identical within the the utero until about the 
fifth or sixth week of gestation. That's when some clusters of cells begin to develop into parts that when the human is born will be gendered. But even then, all the parts are the same. They're just rearranged. And what I mean by that, for example, the seam going down the male um, scrotum is where it would have separated into the labia. Okay. That's literally, like, and also the, the penis itself is just the clitoris. Just different. Like, it's all the same parts. They're just different. Now, as a woman, we do got some perks, babe. I'm going to get into it. Don't you worry. Yeah, you feel me? They didn't gatekeep this for no reason, baby. They had a reason, okay? It's because they um, didn't know what they were doing down there. And they still don't. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> so, the vulva. Okay. Let's get into it. First, I want to say also with the vulva, the labia. Actually, let's get into the anatomy first. I got pictures. I got pictures for y'all on the, on the video. Sorry, guys. I will still tell you everything, though. Can you guys see this well? I'll put it on the screen. But that is her. Um, so we have the mons pubis, which is the top portion of your, your vulva. That's the part that grows all the hair, okay. your pubic hair. Then we have the clitoral hood and the clitoris bulb, which is the only parts of the clitoris that are external. The rest of the clitoris is inside. And that's what the entire clitoris looks like. Okay. It's inside. It looks like a wishbone. That's what your entire clitoris... That's what she mapped in 2005. People before thought the clitoris was simply that portion, the top portion. So it's this top part that people be getting pierced? Like, yeah, it's the hood that ah, people get pierced, that, that top portion. Okay. Um, then you have the urethra opening, which is where your pee comes out. Mm-hmm. And then you have your, vag- uh, your vaginal opening, which is where the baby comes out. You have your outer labia, which is the part of your vulva that people were trying to say like, roast beef like that's what they considered as ah, roast beef and stuff yeah. like that which is where i want to put in the the disclaimer that every labia looks different there is no right size there is no right color there's like that all of that was misogyny a longer labia a looser labia well, however you a darker labia does not mean that someone has had more sex that's a myth. I was going to say that was a myth. It's a misogynistic, <laughs> patriarchal myth. It's a way to um, gatekeep woman pleasure. It's a way, female pleasure. It's a way to make sure that women are pure. And we all know that purity is a fucking myth also. <laughs> um, so. Dirty. We're dirty. Then you have your inner labia, which is like. It's the inside I'm like, of the, yeah. Okay, I'm like trying the to think inside of your like, Every time you point it, I'm like, okay, let me see. Myself. I know, yeah. And then you have your anus. That's that is, a boho. Yes. And then your internal clitoris consists of your shaft, which is the outside, which would be a penis. Um, you have your cura. I don't know how to say that, but it's the wishbone part of it. It's like the legs, Almost. Then you have the urethra opening. We know where that is. And then your vaginal opening. And then the tissues around that, right there, those are called erectile tissues. So, fun fact, your clitoris can become erect up to 300%. That sounds so intense. We're going to get into all that, baby. Don't you worry. We talk about pleasure today, girl. Yes. Absolutely. Y'all didn't have sex yet? I'm... Hello, my name is Miss Delaye. I'm your sex ed teacher today, Miss I'm Hannah. learning today. I'm excited. And then we have the male anatomy, which I will just insert a picture because we've been taught enough about the man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that looks sad. 
it's pretty interesting. Um, we all have a prostate. Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows that. All the butt stuff is the same. We all have a bladder, obviously. We all have a urethra. Theirs run through their penis, and their urethra is the same place that their uh, ejaculation comes out, which is not the same for a woman unless you're squirting. If you're squirting, your ejaculation does come out of your urethra. urethra. Um, yes. Yes. So, I feel like that's all I have to say about them. Yep. Let's keep it pushing. Do you have any questions so far? No. Okay. Um, so I want to talk about all the ways that I'm aware of that a female body person can orgasm because one of the biggest things that has been gatekept in the female pleasure or with female pleasure is our orgasm. That's the biggest thing. And that's the most important thing (laughs) is our orgasm. Um, so I'm going to talk about seven ways that a female body person can orgasm. Seven ways. Seven ways. Not one, not two, not even three. Seven ways that a female can orgasm. A female-bodied person can orgasm. I've experienced about zero. <laughs> no way. We'll, we'll go see after. Oh. <laughs> I've been gatekept. Yeah. I actually have a funny... Um... <laughs> what you got? What funniness do you have? So, in this book that I read, called The Birds of Summon, remember how I told you the the folklore around ravens? Yes. How they're like the messenger bird. Mm-hmm. So, the whole story of that is actually really hilarious. Um, let me see if, if, quick, quick, let me see. My boobs itchy. Somebody's doing something to my name. Is that really a thing? That's what they say. That's the shade was here. You see how long that John was? <laughs> Jesus. I think it's your boob or your nipple. If, if your nipple's itchy or your boob, I think it means someone's masturbating to you right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I heard. Okay, I can't find it really quick. But it's essentially this funny story where God is giving every animal, yeah, like, their duty, like, what their job is. Um, and then, so, the, <laughs> the raven kept wanting to get, like it's duty it's job yeah and it felt like all the best ones kept going away and so it was so eager to get it and finally god was like okay your is to be the messenger and the last person to get their job their duty (laughs) their gift if you will was a woman and they were like what'd they get they got clitoral orgasms but that's amazing you're gonna see why how that is actually a gift <laughs> okay let's get into it tell me tell me please all right so the source of these are shan booty shan Boudram, who is a sex expert i think she also has a degree in psychology i believe i think so yeah yeah she's a tv personality a content creator a business owner like girl she got hats okay she has titles like look into her i cannot stress how amazing she is um but yes that's the source of this so first we have the a spot or also known as the deep, the deep spot orgasm. It is located on the frontal wall of the vagina. Like if you press towards the belly button. So if you do like a come here motion. Yeah. That's towards the belly button. For whatever reason, sometimes guys think to go away from the belly button. And you ain't touching nothing doing that. Um, it's towards the belly button. Okay. 
it is an inch or two deeper than the G spot, which is why it's called the deep spot because Ooh. it actually is pretty pretty in there you feel me and the best way to achieve that is by having your partner laying down and it is best achieved by fingers um having them lay down on their stomach and you know doing that get in there yes absolutely um yes so it's the pressure point surrounding your cervix which is okay. your you know what the cervix is i feel like i, I do, have a but... picture don't worry okay this is your a spot this okay. is your cervix this is, this gets Inside. into your uterus. Yeah. yeah. That is your A spot, which is why it's called the deep spot, because it's in there. Damn. Yeah. And your belly button's towards that way. So if you're laying down on your stomach like this, and someone's going like that, you feel me? Ah, yeah. okay. So this is the diagram. That's, and that up there is your A spot. Yes, guys. <laughs> your next orgasm is a nipplegasm. So you can orgasm solely from your nipples. Excuse me. An overlooked androgynous zone is your nipple. Like, people don't spend enough time on the nipple, and even if they do, they usually do it in a way that's, like, for the male gaze, not for the female pleasure. Mm. Now, it's important to note that everyone has the same sensitivity on the nipples. I personally don't. Nipple, nipple play does nothing for me. Um, it's the reason I got nipple piercings. I was just supposed to ask yeah. if that, like depletes your sensory no it didn't add nor take away um i got it because i thought it would add more because i know for some people it does Mm -hmm. it doesn't the most sensitive my nipples ever are is when i'm gonna menstruate because you know your whole boob is really sensitive my nipples get extreme like extremely sensitive to like things rubbing on it too much hurt so even then it wouldn't be that pleasurable (laughs) um so for people that do find that the doing this or anything to the pinching or whatever to the nipples is pleasurable, this is the orgasm that you might want to try. Um, so your nipples have hundreds of nerve endings, making them extremely sensitive for some. Um, this works because the brain feel. This is the crazy part. The brain feels the nipple stimulation in the same exact region as genital stimulation. So while you're orgasming from here, technically, you'll feel it also in your genitals because they're all touching the same region of your brain. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's gnarly. It's pretty freaking amazing. I love to see it. Um, For a better explanation, check out Shan's reel because they, at the end of like her explaining the orgasm, she'll have people's video input on how they achieved it. Oh, shit. So it's really helpful if this is something that you want to achieve for yourself or try out for yourself to check out her reels because they got the real juicy stuff there. So your next orgasm is your anal orgasm. We know about her, but what you don't know is what I'm about to tell you. Wait for it. The anal orgasm is a result of sexual stimulation of the nerves in and around the pelvic floor muscles the anus and the posterior wall of the vagina which are jam-packed with nerve endings like the pedenal nerve i think i'm saying that wrong which is only located in a cisgender woman um but that nerve the pedenal i think i'm saying it wrong nerve connects to the clit so the anal orgasm can result in pleasure for the entire pelvic floor and that's a big that's a big thing Yes. So someone explained it like ripples of pleasure. 
when That's, they can. Yeah, like because it's not just for a guy when they have anal pleasure, it's from their prostate gland. But when uh, a woman has an anal orgasm, it's from the entire pelvic floor. Because not only are you getting the anus, you're getting the posterior wall of the vagina, which is the back end wall of the vagina. Yeah. And the nerve that connects to the clit. So that means everything down there is getting stimulated. Literally at the same everything, time. like. But the thing with um, anal intercourse is that you have to go about it. All of these, all of these, in order for a woman to achieve any type of orgasm, it takes patience. It takes being with a partner that cares about your pleasure. Because if they don't care about their, your pleasure, they won't do any of these in a way that will allow you to orgasm. They won't even give you the full time to feel a fully erect, which we've talked about before. It takes 20 about- minutes! 20 minutes, y'all! <laughs> yes. Yes. If you have someone that can't wait 20 minutes to make sure that you're fully erect to experience all these beautiful sensations, they don't care enough about your pleasure. They don't care enough to be in your temple. Period. And that especially goes for anal pleasure because it takes... Uh, stages you don't just go and get a big ass butt plug you start with your fingers you lots of lube and then you continue and you find what works some people like the in and out motion some people just want something in there like stagnant not moving like it all of this takes someone who cares about your pleasure enough to go on the exploration with you and if you feel like you don't have someone like that then you can go on the exploration by yourself and this will later lead to a rant about masturbation but we'll get there (laughs) We will get there. Don't you worry. Okay. So our next orgasm is the one that you probably all are most familiar with or pretty familiar with. The G-spot. Yes. Ah, I know. So that is located about two inches inside the vaginal canal. So this one's really easy for anyone to reach. Um, It is also towards the belly button. So it's the same come hither motion if you're using fingers. But it's actually really easy to reach with a penis too. Because it's so close to the opening you don't have to have this long schlong whatever it's literally two inches in and you got two inches or more you're doing what you need to do okay all right hey yay don't laugh so if you finger yourself if you enter your fingers into your vaginal opening it's the rigid part about two one to two inches in it's the rigid part and the same texture of that part is the texture you feel on the roof of your mouth okay so run your that's what it feels like that tickles That's the same texture that's there. Um, So actually, fun fact, a lot of experts don't believe in the G-spot. Why? Because they say it's not there. What they say is that it's just another way to touch the clitoris. But what I think is, whether it is or not another way to touch the clitoris, which it is, it is another way to touch the clitoris, Uh it's still still a a region for... um, orgasm for a woman and i don't like that most of the people that have this conversation are men at the end of the day believe woman if i'm saying that that's a spot that brings me a lot of pleasure then it should not be up to debate and are that's you just in there? period no, no, no. <laughs> like, you don't know what's going on exactly so some people call it instead of the g spot they call it the g region which is the entire region that we talked about the rigid feeling yeah it's all of that so it's more inclusive um but yes um so where is it so this is where it gets really important about the g-spot the tech so we talked about that the body needs time to get completely aroused for your g-spot 
to have a G-spot um, orgasm, which, again, takes how long? 20 minutes! Okay, <laughs> M- minimum, okay? <laughs> That's the minimum. And the reason for that is because it allows time for the clit to get swollen and erect and for the vaginal canal to become looser, wetter, and longer. You have to get the external clit ready first, as many experts believe the G-spot is actually the clit, which is what we talked about. So we did talk about before how the clit is like a wishbone Mm -hmm. um, shape, so they believe that what you're touching in the G-spot is actually the internal parts of your clitoris. Oh, wow. Again, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that you can achieve an orgasm through that, okay? Um, (laughs) So now we're going to get into squirting orgasm which is also probably another common one that you heard because Mm -hmm. it's for the male gaze it's for the male gaze some people don't like squirting some people love squirting some people have never achieved it some people never will um and all of that is okay the only reason you've heard a lot about squirting again is for the male gaze it makes the male ego feel like they did something that's all it is um (laughs) but if this is something that you want to achieve Squirting is essentially fluid expelled from the urethra opening during sexual stimulation. So if you remember what we talked about before, the urethra opening for a woman is where, and guys, the urethra is where the pee comes out. Mm -hmm. Which is why when you feel like you're going to squirt, you feel like you're about to piss yourself. That's fun. (laughs) That's what it feels like. (laughs) If you'd like to try it, build up your clit stimulation, your G-spot, and, a, and it helps to, to apply pressure on your mom's pubis, which is the area that has the pubic hair. So if you push down on that, it helps. Also, sometimes it helps to contract your um, your vaginal walls. So, like, if you think of the little egg, yoni egg thing, yeah. what you do with that? Or, like, the stop pee, stop pee, stop pee mm-hmm. method, that helps, too. Wow. Um, again, if it feels like you have to pee during it, just surrender to it. You're not going to pee. You're not going to pee, I promise. Uh, it's going to... You're going to get a message. Girl, I tried all this and I actually fucking pissed. Like, what the fuck? You're not going to pee. Actually, you can't pee while being fully sexually or aroused. Really? While be- yeah, fully sexually aroused. You actually can't pee. Okay. Um, which is why if you ever try to pee right after sex, it takes a minute to, like, sit on the it toilet. It does, and, yeah. yeah. So you're not going to pee. I promise. Okay. And what it essentially feels like is just pressure release. And some people really love that. I don't. I think it's overhyped. <laughs> I really do. Um, but if you want to try it, these are ways to do it. And Thank you. more power to you. Get into it, yas. And then we have my personal favorite, the clitoral orgasm. Yes, yes, we have her. Now, let me tell you why it's a gift to have a clit. Tell us. And let me tell you why it's disgusting that some, well, I personally believe is disgusting, that some places cut off the clit. Um, the clit has 8,000 nerve endings. And for reference, the male penis has 4,000 nerve endings. Maybe we double that. <laughs> like, wow. 8,000 nerve endings. That's not it. That's not it. That's not all. I said, thank God I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the clit can get up to 300% erect. And if, um, and if it's, it's fully aroused yet. Yeah. It's shaped like a wishbone. We know this. Yes, yes, yes. I said all this. It is the only known body part whose only function is pleasure. Oh, shit. The only known body part that solely exists for pleasure. That's what we're here for is the pleasure part. So when I'm hearing that cultures cut it off 
as a part of circumcision for women, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like, oh, I'm taking away your main oh, woman, Yes, your, like your pleasure. Like you being a woman, yeah. it's gone. It, that's what it sounds like to me personally. Um, which is probably part of the reason why men have demonized clitoral orgasms for forever. Actually, over a hundred years ago, Sigmund Freud, which we don't like him. Freud, he's, Freud he's, can be debatable. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like him. He actually called clitoral... He's the reason, till this day, over a hundred years later, yeah. that people believe that clitoral um, orgasms are immature and adolescent. He believed that it's unnecessary to um, to do that. They he's the reason why the clit wasn't mapped until two thousand and five because people gay? believed, yeah, they believed it wasn't necessary. So they're thinking with their dicks. He's a hater. Um, <laughs> it's also the only known body part that never ages. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's just this little magical like source of pleasure, babe. It's a mortal. We're fucking unicorns. <laughs> Which is why in the, the story of the hippo, the rais- the raven, God gave it to us as our gift. Um, so this is where we get to the not-so-fun part. Only 25% of women are consistently orgasming through vaginal intercourse. Whereas 95% of women can orgasm through clit stimulation, some sort of clit stimulation, whether it's, you know, the, the eating out or it's like the rubbing or the pressure or the edging or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's so gross to me that's that insane. it's been gay cut for so long because most women, that means most women died not knowing what, what an f- orgasm is. Actually, the data right now shows that 50% of women don't know if they have orgasm. Yes. Simply because they don't know what an orgasm feels like. They confuse things that feel pleasurable with an orgasm. So, hmm. mm-hmm. so for that reason, guys, <laughs> I come, I come, don't worry, I come with No gifts. pun intended. <laughs> ah, that was good. Don't you worry, guys. I come bearing gifts, babe. I come bearing gifts. Help us, please. What is an orgasm? So, what it is is 8 to 12 contractions that con- that occur through the pelvic and it what so it's a ripple of 8 to 12 contractions that is an orgasm that's what's happening with your body okay mm-hmm. wow yes so if you've ever felt confused of whether or not you've had an orgasm that should be your answer right there. okay that, that, that was me thinking y'all yeah. seen that face yeah yeah <laughs> And it and that's I felt so it's so important to share that because the idea that only fucking fifty percent of women know if they've had an orgasm, Mr. B. <laughs> Everyone, I'm gonna put it right here because I can't I can't go another second without doing this. Y'all know I'm an advocate for masturbation. I'm an advocate for masturbation. Get into it, touch it, touch it all, touch it all, lick it all, touch it all. Actually, another thing is the. The area in your body that's equivalent to your nipples is your toes. Just wanted to put that out there. You like toes on them? No, I put that out there. But masturbate. So there's something that's recently been um, discovered, which actually this word isn't even a dictionary word yet. I tried to search it up on the dictionary. It's not a dictionary word yet, from what I saw. Um, interoception. Interoception. 
So it's a sixth sense of being acutely aware of what is happening inside your body. That can be achieved through masturbation because you can identify in your body what feels good and what doesn't. And while that's great for masturbation, the way that can help you with the rest of your life is interoception can help you know if you're about to have a heart attack. It can help you be acutely aware to your heart rate at all times. It, It can help you with your intuition. What intuition is, is an acute sense of awareness of what's happening in your body. My heart, my chest, my stomach, my whatever. Interoception. And you can achieve this sixth sense through masturbation. Okay. I heard you. Yes. Normalize. Normalize. Normalize masturbation as a way of knowing your body, okay? It's a way of knowing your body. You should know your body before you introduce it to someone else. You should know your body before you introduce it to someone else. And if you already have introduced your body to someone else, that is completely okay. And it's not to feel shame or guilt around it. But take this as your sign. (laughs) Take this as your sign to feel on yourself. I heard you. And I'm going to do better. Unless you're asexual, of course, then. This doesn't apply to you if you're asexual. Shout out to my asexual brothers and sisters and Mm. non-binary folks. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another really great thing about um, masturbation is it helps with body dysmorphia. Really? Yes, because it reconnects you with your body. Masturbation reconnects you with your body in a way that's pleasurable and releases really great hormones. Also, masturbation has been known to reduce anxiety, depression. It's been known to help you sleep. It's been known to help you live. I think it's something as crazy as like twice as long if you masturbate twice a week. I heard that we need to get down to fucking more and having great, amazing sex where we're both being pleasured. Not what's going on now. And that's why we're also fucking stressed Mm -hmm. and people are dying and we're upset. Well, I think what the problem is is that sexual our sexual being our sexual identity has been demonized for so long and it has so much shame and guilt and miseducation Mm -hmm. and horrible representation around it and so people just aren't connected to that part of their identity but that's exactly what it is it's your identity it's a part of yourself and just like any other part of your identity if you overlook it you won't feel fulfilled because you won't Mm. feel whole you won't feel like a complete being which is what you should feel and um yeah so there's actually a lot of studies if you look at the docu series on netflix pleasure it's really it's a really 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 great docu series and all of the main people on it every voice you hear every person you see are women female body Ah. people i should say they're all female body people um and that is so important because the forefront of of sex is usually men cisgendered people able-bodied people um home or heterosexual people like we don't have enough representation and i think that's why it's so easy for so long that you know we're not getting the information that we need that a lot of our pleasure has been gatekept or demonized or seen as gross or nasty or whatever whatever have you um but there's actually so many so many benefits that come from a fucking orgasm bro (laughs) go get your old bro go get your old by yourself with people, sorry, with multiple people, go out there and get your O. I'm going to get my O. Yes. Start to feel connected with your body. Um, I love this part of the, the documentary that says sex toys are a wellness product. I completely agree. I completely agree. And that, it just, oh, how deep the, okay. <laughs> Condoms. You can get those for free. Yes. Pads. Not for free. Tampons. No. Not for no, free. No, they're actually Sex taxing. Toys. 
Not, not for free. free. Um, lube, which helps who? The woman. Not for free. Oh, shit. I'm seeing a reoccurring pattern here. Oh, my God. What must that be? We got to pay for extra shit and we ain't getting nothing. Mm. But, but we can get condoms for free because it goes on the man. Mm. It sounds like massage. If that ain't misogyny, if that ain't patriarchy. Then I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Systematic oppression. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. We live in. So I want to talk about some sex toys super quick before I get into some questions. <laughs> if you have never gotten into sex toys, I just want to give you a place to start. Thank you. Absolutely. You already know. Uh, <laughs> so your basic. This I'm gonna do. This is a basic breakdown, and this is for people that are like, I want to try it, but I don't know where to start because there's a whole world out there mm-hmm. of sex toys, especially more recently with like this new wave of sex liber- liberation, which I'm all for. Um, so I want to start with vibrate and no vibrate. Those okay. are your two basic um, categories. Vibrate is where I would start as a woman with. As a female body person, because you have your clitoris. And I really think everyone should experience a clitoral orgasm. Please. <laughs> 8,000 nerve endings. Okay? And I actually want to highlight the fact that because there's 8,000 nerve endings, not everyone can do direct clitoris stimulation. Oh. For some people, it's painful. That's how sensitive it can feel for some people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a world out there. Please. There's edging, which is where you get super close and mm-hmm. you stop. There's pressure. For people that, like, direct stimulation hurts, pressure can be really helpful, where you literally just push on the clit softly. That feels good to people. There's so many things. Please. Okay. Vibration toys. Um, if you want to start there, what I recommend is a handheld vibration toy. Something very small that you could put directly on your clit and it's super easy fun portable baby you could do it everywhere um yes that's where i think you should start everyone should start with loop everyone should start with loop okay and if you happen to be a virgin <clears throat> socialized virgin patriarchal <laughs> you know um if you happen to be someone who hasn't had penetrative sex yet or sexual intercourse in any form yet use loop Use lube, use lube, use lube, use lube. Even if you're wetted in the fucking ocean, bring some lube in for funsies, for shits and giggles. It literally hurts no one. It literally hurts no one. Water-based. Water-based because oil will break down the condom. Um, Yeah, start with hand vibrators also because they have speed and patterns. Mm. It lets you know how fast you want it. And the patterns let you know if you like edging or not. So the pattern of like, stop, stop. That lets you know if you like edging. Yeah. Okay. So it's like speed and patterns. That's all you need to begin with. Speed and patterns. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that is my spiel about that. I won't go any further because I could spend time on that, okay? <laughs> um, and I have questions. I have questions. I want to know your answer first before we get into that. Okay. Um, so first I want to know your thoughts. Am I supposed to be wet or aroused before having... Um, sexual intercourse. I feel like I'm supposed to be aroused and then wet. Why? Because I need to feel like, mm-hmm. oh, it's about to get juicy, which then will lead me to feeling wet. Mm-hmm. Is my timeline correct? I think I would agree with that, yes. Okay. I think the arousal is something that lets you know, like, oh, this is something I want to mm-hmm. participate in. And it's important to know, even if you do feel aroused, if you don't feel safe, 
you won't don't have sex. Yeah. I think it's also important to know that your body can have something that's called involuntary orgasms. So for yeah. anyone who has been sexually assaulted, yeah. um, if you did have an orgasm through your sexual assault, I think it's important to know that because oh, wow. people could feel as though like, there's a lot of things that can be unpacked through that, but there is something known as involuntary um, arousal or involuntary orgasm. So your yoni, your female reproductive system, your or sorry, your vulva can get aroused and be wet and stuff like that, even when you're like you don't want it, because it kind mm. of has like a, a its own system that yeah. goes through. It's okay. like when I was saying like a kid will continue to rub because it feels good. Yeah. So that part, it's still being stimulated in a way that so i it's important to know that because even if down there is feeling aroused or what it doesn't necessarily mean that one you should be having sex with that person two that you're safe or three that you even really want to so that's why it's super important to note that because if it's not a full body yes that includes your heart your mind if intuition Mm. if it's not a full body yes a full body fuck yes it's a no (laughs) Every single time, it's a no. And they're, oh my god, it's never too late to say that, it's never too late to say no. It's at any point of it, wet or not, aroused or not, it's never too late to say no. And I just have to affirm that. Yes. I have to. Um, so yes. But for penetration, yes, I, you do have to be wet. Um, even if that wetness comes from lube. Because if not, you can get things called micro tears. Is basically mm. where you tear you, yeah it's super small you can't see but it actually allows bacteria to enter which is you could a lot of things can happen from that actually one of the episodes not to scare anyone this is like literally one in a million okay one of the episodes of a thousand ways to die a, a woman was masturbating with a i think it was a cucumber or eggplant one of those and she had a micro tear from the thing and bacteria got in she died that way um so you have to be you have to be you have to be wet or use lube because I can also recognize that not all of our bodies can get wet by itself. That's a real thing. And that's Mm -hmm. completely okay. Oh my goodness, this idea that you got to be wetter than a a, a mop out of a bucket. Yeah, like that's all for the male gaze. Like don't listen to them. Don't listen to this outside noise. Lube, 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 lube it up, lube it up. But yes, you do have to be um, properly aroused and wet and ready to go in order to not tear in order for it to be pleasurable for you um if not the friction yeah uh just rub your hands together really just keep going just keep that's what it'll feel like except in a place that's a lot more sensitive yeah yeah so please um okay what happens to your body when you feel flirtatious what happens to my body when I feel flirtatious? Yeah. I go like this. So, like, my body kind of clenches up. Yeah. And I get hot. And yeah. I, I do get a little sweaty. Yeah. Because my hands get a little clammy. And then I just start, my, my cheeks get red because I'm blushing because I'm warming yeah. up. My heart starts racing. Yeah. And I, 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 I literally feel like I go like this. Like, because I'm just like, oh. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. That's what, that's what happens to my so body. Your body, um... Your body language is you're hiding all your lady parts when you're doing that. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Why? Uh, that is something for you to journey. Oh. Not everyone feels the same way when they're feeling flirtatious. What do you do? So I'm gonna get into that. But okay. What do what do you what is what happens to your body when you feel horny? I feel so my body when I feel horny. Hot. 
Like, hot. this is me warming up, but I feel yeah. hot. Like, like I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I get it's like tingling. Like yeah. I, I guess I'm giving myself like the fantasy, so I get tingly. So like, I'm like, you're setting. The, yes, the like ready. I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get tingly down there. I'm like hot. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's important to share these because not everyone's body reacts the same. These are just some cues on how your body can um, feel when you're feeling flirtatious or when you're feeling horny. For me, when I'm feeling flirtatious, it's all in my eyes. It's okay. all in my eyes. Sometimes it's in my voice. Like, I'll get a... a I have a deep voice to begin with. My mm-hmm. voice isn't super high-pitched. But, like, it gets deep. It's like, I start being like, oh, okay. Like, so my voice gets deep in a lot of different... When I'm feeling super confident, my mm-hmm. voice gets deep. When I'm tired, my voice gets deep. When I'm bored, my voice gets deep. But also, <laughs> when I'm feeling flirtatious, my voice gets deep. It's up to you to figure out what now. Figure out which one I'm feeling. <laughs> so on. that happens, but my eyes are a short tail every single time. I speak with my eyes 100%. Um, I'm not sure if it's a Scorpio thing or if it's just a me thing. But when I'm feeling flirtatious, I talk a lot with my eyes. Everything's with my eyes. And I I really value subtleties. So when Ooh. I'm flirtatious, I do it all. When I'm telling you, it's the lingering eye contact. It's the twirling of, like, if you ever seen the twirling of a glass? Yeah. It's, like, it's all of those things. But they're all super subtle. Because I'm mm. not the type of person to, like, outwardly be like, so what's the... So what's the word? <laughs> I'm trying to holler. What's up, girl? How you doing? So instead, I like to leave a little subtle, subtle, like, so you could pick it up. But also, if, like, if you don't pick it up, I know you're not for me. Because pay attention. What are you doing? <laughs> like, pay more attention. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when my body, it's my eyes, it's my voice. Um, if, I, if you make me nervous, my voice will shake like that. My voice will shake. I will get small. Um, I'll get quiet. I'll get quiet. When I'm flirtatious, I get quiet because I'm going into, like, I'm going into, like, predator mode. You feel me? Like, (laughs) I have to stalk my prey. I have to, I have to see what do you like? What do you do? Like, I get very, like, observant, observant, observant. That's what it is. I get very observant, um, when I'm flirtatious. So, yeah, these are all cues of what happens within me when I'm horny. You ain't even got at no. <laughs> when I'm horny, um, obviously I'm I'm wet. I'm aroused. Mm-hmm. Um, my nipples harden. Sometimes I get goosebumps. It depends. Um, I get very hot too, like hot, hot. Just everything is hot. I sweat. Hot, yeah, like like if I'm horny and we don't do something, I'm gonna want to shower because I'm just gonna feel kind of gross because I've sweat so much. Yeah, just like, like you just got me warmed up and we yeah. ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I flush. I'm not sure if I'm the flushing type of person. Um, it's, again, in my eyes. My eyes get really glossy or mm. really low or both. Um, again, my voice gets a certain type of way. Um, yeah. What else happens in my body? I play with my hair a lot. Mm. I play with my hair a lot. I play with things that feel feminine to me. So I'll play with my body shape a lot. Like, how am I sitting? I'll play with mirroring. Like, if I'm super... I just... I'll play with mirroring because it intellectually tells, like, it's a primal thing. It'll tell your primal parts of your brain that, oh, this person wants something. Like, it's an actual, yeah. So, I play with the psychology a lot because I know so much about it. I play with it so I can bypass you and get right to your brain. (laughs) Because your brain knows what the fuck is up, okay? (laughs) Even if you don't. (laughs) 
so yeah. Oh my god. That's what happens with me. But again, everyone's different, and it's really fun to note like what is happening yeah. within you because it makes you so present with it, and that's how it's enjoyable. Like you're so present with everything that's happening, and you're like, wow, who knew I could feel this way? I feel alive. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's a good time. Um, so what, in your opinion, since we're talking about horny and flirtatious, what is horny? Horny to me is one. Fuck. I guess this is how I've been feeling for the past, like, week. Because it's, like, one, I feel like I have more of these, like, fantasies. That sounds like you're sexually frustrated. Not, (sighs) well, horny, yeah. But, like, prolonged horny. So, like, sexually frustrated. Okay, yeah. So, I guess I've been sexually frustrated. But, like, horny to me is, like, when I'm just, like, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how to explain this because I feel like it's like when I'm thinking about sex and I want to engage sexually mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of like my fantasies and shit. Yeah. So that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Horny is just the feeling of arousal, sexual excitement. Yeah, that's like, exactly what horny is. I'm giving so myself these ideas. Yeah, when you're feeling aroused and you're sexually excited, you're typically horny. Okay. Yes. Are you supposed to love your body? Are you supposed to love your body? Mm-hmm. A part of me wants to say yes and no. I think you're supposed to love your body, accept it, yes, so that it makes the moment more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more so if you can understand your body, I think that would be mm-hmm. a bit more helpful for you in these moments, like especially in this like case scenario we're talking about. Yeah. But I think to love yourself is just like a cherry on top. Love your body. A little cherry on I top. think that's so important what you just did. They're differentiating the difference of or differentiating loving your body and understanding your body because they're different. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that you separated those two. And I am in complete agreement that you need to understand your body in order to have pleasurable sex. I don't think that you need to love your body in order to have pleasurable sex, but I think that it's a hundred percent like success rate if you love your body and understand it that you'll have pleasurable sex and you're probably less likely to have pleasurable sex if you don't love your body just because you're probably too much in your head and not actually in your body yeah how do i look in this position i wish we had the lights off why Mm -hmm. do i always have to have sex with the light off oh i wonder if they they feel some type of way about me keeping my shirt on or my bra on you know it's just Mm, it's easier to have such a deep connection with someone else's body when you have that with yourself true you know yeah um with the question of should you love your body or am i supposed to love my body i don't think it's realistic to say yes also because a lot of us are having sex in our teens and a lot of us in our teens simply aren't there yet in our journey Mm -hmm. to love ourselves unconditionally and fully and that's not to say that's true for everyone because not everyone's journey is the same but i don't think it's really um helpful to be like no you should love your body before you have sex because it's just not true for everyone again i do think it's better um but yeah how can you love your body how can you love your body I think ways to grow to love your body is, I think you brought up the uh, masturbating. So I think that just gives you a -hmm. feel to see what your body can do. Mm -hmm. I think personally with me, I love to just kind of look at myself in the mirror and just like admire the body that's holding Mm me. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just the way I think about it as like, this is just like my armor and my shield. So like I got to kind of love it and take care of it. And I think just maybe giving like nice words. Like I know... 
as a woman, we have days where we love ourselves a little more than others, you mm-hmm. know, and like we all have those ups yeah. and downs. So I always try to look at myself like, damn girl, your calves are looking amazing today. Like, yes. Oh my god, like look at your yes. hands. Like you know, like certain parts just look a little bit better on other days than others, or just yeah. like giving myself those compliments because maybe the body be doing a lot for you. Yeah. Like it gets you through the day, yeah. you know. That's real. So actually, what you just said there is my exact um, tip. Advice, advice <laughs> that I'm gonna give you. My advice to you, if you're trying to learn how to love your body, there are so many ways to go about this: masturbation, affirmations, journaling, therapy, pleasure mapping. All there's so many things. But I would really love if everyone tried this. Whether you believe that you love your body or not, whether you do love your body and you're having an off week, or you do love your body and you're feeling like fucking a goddess or god or ethereal or divine, um, no matter who's out there, I would like us all to try this. Okay. Okay. So stand in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. um, as nude as you feel comfortable, and preferably want to be a hundred percent naked. But not everyone feels comfortable like that yet, and that's completely okay. So you're going to stand in front of the mirror for 12 minutes. Oh, shit. <clears throat> and you're going to list every single thing. Sure? Oh. As sure as we're going to be. <laughs> okay. Um, stand in the mirror 12 minutes. Yeah, stand in the mirror for 12 minutes. As nude as you feel comfortable. And list every single thing that you like about your body. You're going to want to do this for 7 to 30 days. Wow. From 7 to 30 days. The ideal is completely nude for 12 minutes for 30 days okay um and the idea behind this is so the first time you stand in front of your body or stand in front of the mirror completely naked or as naked as you feel comfortable the reality is you're probably going to get an influx influx of conditioning coming through at rapid speed every patriarchal misogynistic thing that you ever heard evangelistic thing you ever heard all the religious shaming that you probably heard all of that's going to come in rapid fire i'm saggy oh why why does my labia come out like that oh i'm hairy oh i'm fat oh i'm too skinny oh i'm too bony oh my hip dips oh and it's gonna come and it's just gonna come and maybe for the first couple of days your only list is like wow i love my toenails (laughs) i have great eyebrows my curls today look fantastic. I have this beauty mark on my stomach that looks especially beautiful today. You know, like, yeah. for a while, that could be the, your reality that, you know, it takes a while to see what's beautiful. But the reason that it's ideal to do this for about 30 days is because how old are we? We're 23. Yeah. That's 23 years of conditioning. That's 23 years of conditioning of... of subconscious programming mm-hmm. that you're trying to that you're trying to dispel that you're trying to un unattach from yourself um so it's gonna take it's gonna take commitment discipline time to really get in there and and really ingrain this radical self-love and then you find at some point you're like wow like you finally look at yourself with your eyes and not the eyes of patriarchy, not the eyes it's of the third eye talking. That's yeah, the you're not going to see the Eurocentric things that you're supposed to look like, the beauty standards that you've been taught all your life that mm. constantly change, right? Like, you're going to finally see yourself clearly. And you're going to be like, wow, this body literally... Ca- this body got me breathing right now. Like, I'm really alive. <laughs> like, you're really like, in this. Yes. yes. And so you'll finally start to see, at some point, you'll finally start to see your body... 
the way that it actually is not the way that it's being filtered for you to see it's like before you've been seeing your body like this or like this or like this or like this but all of those are not clear-sighted mm-hmm. um and maybe it does take you longer than 30 days maybe on the first day you get in front of the mirror and you're like damn girl let me tell you and you're right away <laughs> and it's gonna be different for everyone and that's okay that is so okay like everyone's body is different everyone's journey is different everyone's pleasure is different mm-hmm. everything it's so, so oh my god it's so okay um so that's how i recommend us all to get into a deeper love for I'm our bodies for it. challenge accepted yeah do this okay do you as a woman feel like you're allowed to assert your sexualities wants and desires without being labeled aggressive slut hoe any of that no no no, absolutely not why because i think me right now how i'm feeling i haven't been able to act upon it yes i can masturbate or whatever but like even if i just like make a call it makes me feel like a quote-unquote hole mm-hmm. for having or wanting my needs met and yeah. having to make that call will make me feel like oh well i'm engaging in something that is considered a hookup culture or like you know not like that mm-hmm. and then even being with partners at the time in the past or like engaging sexually i feel like i wasn't able to be as sexually like open and free mm-hmm. and express myself and my needs and like let's do this yeah i know it goes both ways on both ends you know like people can create the scene and everything but i don't think i've ever had that opportunity where i can like explore my fantasies Mm -hmm. and just like be a woman yeah that's real and that's unfortunately a lot of women's Mm -hmm. experience and that's a big reason also why a lot of women haven't experienced orgasm or simply don't know if they have Mm -hmm. because a lot of us don't feel like we can say actually i don't like that actually do it like this yeah that too actually never mind i don't feel like having sex actually i want sex right now where you at like <laughs> we don't feel comfortable doing these things without feeling like a prude or a hoe or dirty or shameful or guilty or we're going to hell like <laughs> we can never win like but we are gonna start to win we're gonna start to win now because you are allowed to be assertive you're allowed to be like no i don't want that i don't like that and i don't care if you do you're allowed to be like no we will be using a condom you're allowed to say, actually, it really hurts when you do it like that. Can you actually do it like this? You're allowed to say, oh, I love that so much. Don't stop. Like, you're allowed to be like, where you at at 2 a.m.? You're allowed to do these things. You are allowed to do these things. It does not make you less than. It makes you absolutely human. And a sexual, our sexual self is a part of our humanness. Um, I didn't start feeling allowed to do, like, assert myself in certain ways until my most recent partnership. I feel like I was very verbal in the the sexual act before that. Okay. Um, but I was still, like, just getting... You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I was just... like That was my first time experiencing, like, an orgasm through penetration. Like, I was so, like, whoa, this is what I can feel that I didn't actually start engaging on, okay, what can I push? How can I do this? Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until my recent um, partnership that I really got into it. But I still can, like, looking back, I can still see times that I wasn't fully true to myself mm. and my needs and my wants and what felt good and what i you know like yeah so i can see like where i've grown but i can still see how i want to be my next uh, you know like yeah. how i want to do things now i will say a big thing that i've gained is being a very like firm on myself about who i'm letting in and okay. for what 
and I'm very quick. We were actually talking about this just yeah. before. I'm very quick to be like, no. Because Bye. I think knowing how I can be loved and knowing how deeply I love now mm-hmm. makes it so I just don't have the energy or time to deal with anything <laughs> less than that. Um, but all of this has been a journey. Like, And I'm still talking from a place that literally we're also just talking about how I experienced imposter syndrome this mm-hmm. week. And so there's... Like, I'm talking from a place that I know how far I've come, but I know how far is yet to come. Yes. Um, and so that's a really important to note because, like you were saying, some days you feel, like, really good mm-hmm. and some days you don't. And that's okay. And some days you're going to feel very, like, sex powerhouse. Yeah. You're going to feel like, wow, all of life is pleasurable. And some days it won't feel like that. And it's okay. It's a part of the journey. And the sooner you fall in love with the journey, the sooner life feels easier at least that's what i'm told so i'll let you know (laughs) i'll let you know um but yes those are all the questions i have written down with is there anything you'd like to touch on that we haven't i know you did have notes and i completely (laughs) no i actually didn't really have any notes i didn't write anything down i kind of just came so that i one can learn because Y'all, if you ain't know already from our last previous episodes, I ain't the most knowledgeable <laughs> on these topics, okay? I'm so glad I'm, that I'm, I'm always glad. here to learn. And I did learn. And you provided some questions. Now they got me thinking, like, how can I show up and be more woman? Or, like, yeah. how can I embrace my womanhood? And knowing that it's okay to say no, especially even if you're already in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, you feel me? And speaking up for yourself at that moment. Um, so I don't think I have any questions. I'm leaving definitely with some insights on where I need to go back and look upon in myself and where I can do better for myself yeah. in the future, for sure. Yes. I would really love if this was a series, if we came back in the future talking about this and a lot of... Because we already kind of have. Yeah. We had our sex talk and all of it. Um, and now we're talking about kind of sex, but from the lens of pleasure... Um, and I think it's really important because every time we talk about it, I'm like, okay, that was a great conversation. And then I realize how much more can be talked about and how much more we can uncover. Yeah. And I really love that. Actually, some of the things that I answered was from, um, a teenage young woman, a young woman in the making. Um, she had some questions and her being 18 and still having these questions that I feel like should have already been addressed mm-hmm. within the home or within school made me re- reinforced how important it is to have these conversations mm-hmm. and how important it is for these conversations to be accessible to people. Yes. Um, and so if you know someone who needs this conversation or who needs to hear this perspective um, or needs some of these questions answered, uh, definitely share this episode with them. Um, and if you have any questions that weren't answered or anything you would like us to go into, definitely hit us up. Yeah, send them Sprouted, over. IG, you know, the us. vibes. Or if you know us personally, hit us up personally. <laughs> yeah, that is um, all I can think about with this conversation. That's everything? Yeah. Okay, y'all. Take care, have be easy, week. and enjoy your pleasure. I have to have say, a guys. Have week. Yeah, go ahead. I'm really excited that we did this. I wasn't feeling really up to it, but this actually came... This is... This you feel good? Yeah, I do feel really great. Yeah, yeah. I feel really great. Yes. So, uh, thank you for sending... <laughs> thank you for spending this time. Thank you for sending this time. Yeah, Here with us, with me. And <laughs> we hope to see you back next week. See y'all! Bye! Peace!